Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. This is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Father, we thank you today. We are so excited about what you're doing in this earth, and we praise you, and we worship you today. We receive revelation from your Word, ideas and concepts about living in the kingdom of God. We're there, and we praise you for it, and we receive it together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, this has been delightful, man. I've, I have learned so much, and it just, I'm, I'm just so thrilled about what God is it's, doing. It's an absolute joy. Thank you for this opportunity, because it's a joy to do this. Oh, we got to do more of this. I, this is just marvelous, man. Yeah. So good. God is so awesome. And, you know, also, people don't hear, but what happens in between the shows is as good as on there because there's revelation and also there's a joy of the word and you know all that God is. Well, it, it, you know we we come up to that place and all of a sudden they just touch <laughs> cameras off. Happens. You don't, you can't quit. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. Amen. Well, we have we have here gonna take it to where we are now and some really amazing biblical templates principles where we are. Um, and the first thing is, the, we spoke about the harbinger, but the template of the harbinger is that when the nation that's warned by God, if they turn back to God, you have revival. But if they don't turn back to God, which is what happened in ancient Israel, they move more defiantly away from God. And so if you look at what happened at the time of the beginning of this, 9-11, and look to where we are now mm -hmm. as a nation, as the culture has moved much farther from God right now, so far. Very it, rapidly, ra too. It's, it's like, it's accelerating, it's exponential. You know, we've crossed lines. Yes, that we're going to get, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. 79 years old. I never dreamed we would have crossed yeah, yeah. the lines that we've crossed just in the last yes. few months. Yes, and, and you know, the, bringing it to the other mystery, the, the Shemitah means the fall as well. And so it's the year of the fall. It can be a fall as well, and morally and spiritually, that's exactly what we're going to go into. Very crucial what happens. So we, we're watching this happen with America, and, and the pattern is that it happens that shakings will continue until the nation either heads to judgment or heads to revival. You know, that, and God's will is revival. So the, there's a principle in the Bible, and I'm, I, I open up to Daniel. We were just talking about the last show. Daniel 5 says this, Belshazzar, the king, made a great feast to a thousands of his lords and drank wine before the thousands. Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem, that the king, his princes, his wives, and his concubines might drink out of them. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. The king and his princes, his wives, his concubines drank of them. They drank the wine, praised the gods of gold and silver, brass, iron, wood, and stone. At that same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and rode over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall in the king's palace. And the king saw part of the hand that it wrote. The king's countenance was changed. His thoughts were troubled him to the joints of his loins were loosed and his knees struck against each other. This is the famous handwriting yeah. on the wall. But there's a principle here. And the, prin the principle is this. In this, around the same period, God calls the prophet Ezekiel and says, I want to show you, son of man, what's happening in my temple. This is the holy thing. Takes him in and he says, son of man, do you see what they're doing? And he's watching the elders of Israel are actually worshiping 
idols in the temple. Mm -hmm. So the holy place of God is being desecrated, desecration, then God says judgment's coming. Well, here now we're in Babylon, and the king says, take the holy sacred vessels of the temple of God, and we're going to drink out of them, we're gonna party, and we're gonna drink to the gods of Babylon. Well, the vessels of God, these are holy, consecrated vessels for God's purpose alone. You cannot take the vessels of God, use it against God, use it for a purpose it's not created for, and expect the blessing. That's an act of desecration. When you take a consecrated mm -hmm. vessel, make it desecration. And at that moment comes the handwriting on the wall announcing judgment. The principle is that the act of desecration precedes judgment. Now, what does this have to do where we are? Major, and that is this. Not only are the vessels of God, are, are, are the cups, these holy vessels, but marriage is a sacred vessel yes, of God. It is. God created it. Sacred vessel, you, you cannot take the vessel of marriage and use it against the purposes of God, against what he ordained, without desecrating, without a desecration. What happened this year, in the year of the, of the, the Shemitah, America crossed the line, the Supreme Court crossed the line, and redefined marriage, the vessel of God, that is an act of desecration. Secondly, Second, this is not about people here. This is about a nation. This is not about yeah, God yeah, loves all, but yeah, this is about yeah. a nation. Now, the next thing is this. What happened when that happened? The Supreme Court did that. What happened is all across the country, they were waving rainbow flags, rainbow flags. The rainbow does not belong to man. The rainbow belongs to God. Right. It's his sign. It is his sacred, another sacred vessel, which is about covenant and about mercy. And so what happened is by doing that, using the one to celebrate the other, it was a double desecration, double. And then that night, that night, this is the, you know, the, here this happens to the king's palace. Well, the king's palace in America is the White House. This is, and so it represents the whole land. What happens? The president orders that the White House be lit up in the colors of the rainbow to celebrate this act, which is an act of desecration against God. This is the highest house in the land. It is now part, is now becomes a vessel of desecration. As in Babylon, the handwriting was on the wall. Well, now the handwriting's on the wall of the White House in the colors of the rainbow. Three desecrations, triple desecration. You can't, how much more can we do to invoke judgment? How much more can this culture do? And, you know, what is the, what is the rainbow? The rainbow is saying covenant with God, number one. You're, it's covenant with creation. We're breaking that covenant when we, when we go against God's order. And remember, George Washington, we shared last week, George Washington, the first day of America as a, as a, con, as a constituted nation, he gave a warning. The warning was, if we ever disregard the eternal rules of order and right which heaven has ordained, the smiles of heaven will be removed. Well, that was order and right. Yes. That's what was attacked, was the, God's order and the right. The eternal yeah, order it. and right. And so, and so now, and what else is the rainbow? The rainbow is a sign of God's mercy in the face of judgment. The rainbow is linked to judgment, but it's his mercy, he wants to give mercy. Well, when you desecrate that, what are you saying? What are you invoking? And then, the other thing about the rainbow is it is the colors that surround the throne of God. It's saying God's throne, God is on the throne. When you desecrate that, you're saying God's not on the throne, we're our own God, we can change it, we can make our own laws, we can do this. These are dangerous things. These are, this is the acts, this is, these are the things that invoke judgment, and it's not only that. When you look at the Bible, you look at Israel, 
you know, there's a word that we use sometimes, but there's a Hebrew word behind it. There's actually two. It's called abomination. And what abomination is, is that it, there are three abominations in the Bible that led to judgment. And here they are, and they all are appearing in the land. The first one was this. God said, you're offering up your children as sacrifices to Baal and Molech. This is an abomination to me, says God. He says, and judgment comes. And judgment came from that. Well, what happened with America? As America was falling from God, what did it do? It legalized, in another year of the Shemitah, legalized the killing of unborn children. The same act. Israel offered up thousands on the altars of Moloch. We have killed millions, 55 million. This is an abomination to God. And, you know, and with that, and the interesting thing is that with each of these things, there's actually a tower linked to it. The, you, you know, the World Trade Center was built to be the glory of how, you know, how blessed we were. Well, and, and how we, we were preeminent over the nations. The same hand that signed the paper to build that tower that to the glory of America, that same hand signed the paper to begin legalizing abortion in America. The My. same hand. And the, and the year that abortion was legalized across the land was 1973, same year that the tower was finished. The tower marked the times of this in America. So here it is, and then the Bible says in, in Isaiah, it says when the judgment comes, it comes against the high towers. The towers are, well, then, then that, that, that was the end, that the, the tower in 9-11. The next one, and I'll just touch on this because we already touched on it, the next abomination is, and you see it in the Bible, is sexual immorality. And that brought mm -hmm. judgment to Israel. I mean, clearly we're, we're there, we're, we've been there. And the other thing is that we mentioned the other time about that harbinger, the tower that, of defiance that's at ground zero. Well, what happened after America crossed that line? They lit up the top of that tower in the colors of the rainbow. So now the Tower of Defiance has the colors of defiance of God crowning. It's the highest, highest you could say, highest abomination or desecration ever in, in mankind's history. But there's one more. And the one more is this. When Israel turned away from God, other gods came in. I mean, they, you know, idols. When you turn away from God, you turn to something else. You know, you know and, the, and the word in Hebrew for God is Elohim. But Elohim's plural. It means, it means God. He's so, he's so awesome that it's plural. But if you turn away from the Elohim, you bring in Elohim's. It also means God. So, it was, so what happened is, so that happened in ancient Israel. Israel said, God said, you know, th these are abominations and you're, there's judgment. And the images of these foreign gods started appearing in God's holy land and brought judgment. What about America? Well, if you rule out God, there's gonna, we may not call them gods. We may not call them idols, but they come in. Whether, you know, whether, whether it's immorality, whether it's self, whatever. It, we, you know, America is more driven now than ever by other things. But here's the thing. Could the sign that, of that last one have appeared in America? The same summer, this is recently, when America crossed that line, a sign appears in New York City. On the, on the tower that once represented America's preeminence, the Empire State Building. And I want, you to, I want your, your viewers to see this. That is the sign that towered over, over New York City. What is that? That's an abomination. That is a false god. That's a foreign god. That's the god Kali that from India all over, over New York City. Kali is the god of darkness. They actually lit up the tower pouring light to produce darkness. But the Bible says, woe to those who put darkness for light or light for darkness. So they did that. Notice, notice her tongue is sticking out. Well, that, Gali is the god of death. When you go away from God, there's death. You know, there's, over New York City. And Kali is the god of destruction. So here you have this. This has to be the largest foreign god that has ever appeared on, Amer on, in, on the planet. And it was over oh, New yeah. York City. The size of that thing. That's the Empire State Building. Empire State. It, 
covered the whole yes. front of the Empire State Building. Yeah. And that has to be the largest display ever. Yeah. Anywhere. In history. In history. And so this is where we are. And now, so these are warning signs. So to be aware of the signs of the times. Other things we're watching. We're watching for the first time in history believers being put in prison for not going along with this apostasy. I mean, I mean, that happened in the last days of Israel. That's, Jeremiah was in prison when that thing happened. We're watching, uh, I won't go through names, but we're watching actually, if I, I gave a quote, and the quote is when we were speaking, when I was here on Sunday, and the quote was, and it sounds like Joseph Stalin, it says, deep-seated religious beliefs must be changed, must be changed. Not Joseph Stalin, the one who said it is running for president on the, in the Democratic Party. That, that's where we are now, saying deep-seated religious, in other, the Bible, people have to be changed so that abortion can increase. We're watching things we've never seen, and we are living in days, but at the same time, I want to give it real encouragement because here's the thing, we always want Bible times. Everybody wants Bible times. You know, you know, believers. You know, I wish yeah. I could live in the days of Elijah. You're living in the days of Elijah. We sing days of Elijah. The days of Elijah were, it was a nation that had known God, turned away, and then it's the time of the light shining the brightest. This, you know, these are, we're moving from status quo to prophetic times. God, that, that the church has to become a prophetic people. God wants us to be a prophetic people, like the Jeremiah's, the Isaiah's, the, the Elijah's. And the thing is, as the dark, you know, people think that the end time is just darkness. No, it's not. The dark gets darker, but the lights get brighter. That, God is calling for us to That's shine. That's the point. That is the whole point. That is so exciting. That is the whole point, and we have to be strong, but we, well, you know, if we are, we talk about this and all, well, this is the time of our testing. This is the time of, are you going to stand? You know, when it costs you to stand with the Lord. That's what he's looking. That's what he's looking for. These are prophetic times, and God is calling us to be ready. And to be, he wants us not just to pray for revival. Yes, pray for revival, but be agents of revival. The revival begins with us. You know, he wants us to start living in revival. And, and, and God will take, you know, you know, there's a mystery, and that is the way the age began, that's how it comes to its, its conclusion. It began, there was an Israel there, there's an Israel back at the end. There was a Jerusalem in, in Jewish hands at the beginning, Jerusalem's back. There were Jewish believers at the beginning, Jewish believers are coming back. There was a church that actually loved Israel, it's back, you know, Jew and Gentile, it's back. All these dynamics, and you have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, you have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. All the, and you have also a world culture that's again, that, that is growing like pagan as it was. Well, that's not, a, we don't fear it, we're not fearing it because God is greater, but it's, God wants the church to go back to become what it was, the book of Acts. So, but to do that, we have to be bold like they were bold, we have to be all out as they are, we have to believe that we are, we have the power to overcome the world, to break walls, to open chains. This is the, this is the book of Acts, this is the glory of God. Oh, glory that's what God, God is calling God. Yes, it is, yes it yeah. is. Yeah. And you made a statement in church the other night that, that I want to make it again. I mentioned it last week. A couple of times. Yeah. I'm going to say it again right here. Whatever needs to be brought into your life, do it now. Whatever needs to be removed from your life, get it out now. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, do it now. I mean, right now. Don't, don't, don't put this off. Any, start it today because this is the hour. This is the time. That's right. And it, being... 
being lazy about it right now is the most dangerous thing anybody can do. That is right. God is precise. Don't be careless. You know, God is precise. And the other thing is that, that you know, it's a, the scripture is the eyes of the Lord search the entire earth looking for the one whose heart is completely his that he will show himself mighty for them. Look God, no further. God, Look God no further. Be that one. Be that one. You be that oh, one. Yes. God, God is looking. And so the thing is that the, he, the anointing of God will be greater in these times because the one who stands, it's like, you know, the candle in the daytime, okay, you know, you see it. But the candle at night lights up the, the world. And so we're, God is calling us, to the church, to become a candle in the night. You know, you know the symbol of the church in the book, of, it's, it's, this, it's this candelabra, and it linked to the, the, the lamp in Jerusalem that burned in the darkness. It burned in the holy place, in the darkness. Oh, yeah. you, know, the, you know, Israel's come back. What's the symbol of Israel? Actually, you know what the real symbol is? It's actually the menorah. That's the national sure. symbol. It's, a, it's that burns in the, in the night. The, the, the star of David, that's a star. That's, that's that burns in the night. You know, you know, it's lights in the darkness, but the light in the darkness is much more powerful to the world than the light in the light, you know, because that's when the, the anointing will be poured out for those who will stand. With the all light their in the day is not necessary. Yeah. Light at night is crucial. It is crucial. So it means when it's hardest to shine, when the world is all against everything you're saying, when they're saying everything you're saying is wrong, and you're still standing, that power gets multiplied, 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 multiplied. That's what God is calling for the end time believer. And the thing is, as encouragement, God will open doors. I shared uh, on, on Sunday, the, the God, God will always provide ways and we cannot be timid, we have to be bold. And the thing is that one thing that happened out of the Harbinger that I didn't expect, somebody was watching me talk about the Harbinger and the guy says, you know what, what you know, if, if the consecration ground became a ground of judgment, how, why not have the ground of judgment become a ground of consecration? So his thing was, why don't we have a gathering, get, get American leaders to ground zero and pray? Well, it didn't open up, so instead God opened the U.S. Capitol. So the Capitol opened up through, through the guy saying, let's take the harbinger, and for prayer and worship and services that they haven't had, they said, for 100 years. So it opened up. And then they asked me to speak to speak there, and and I shared that you know whenever the Lord opens those doors, you know you can't hold back and no. you can't you can't be careless no. and you can't just be fluffy, you know because because you may never you know this is the moment God gave you may not have that again and God keep has kept calling me to go to Washington for some reason I know in the Bible he gives he gives prophetic words to thrones and powers and I believe God wants that there so he opened he opened that up and so I believe you have a clip there but I want I show it just simply to encourage God's people to be strong, oh, strong, yeah. strong, strong. And it was the day after the Supreme Court heard the case that was gonna change marriage, it was the day after. I actually went down to the Supreme Court and there was just a few people there in sackcloth and ashes praying for America. And, I, and then I appeared before Congress, the, the members of Congress and leaders the next day in Statuary Hall in the Capitol and I had to give a word to that. And so I'm speaking at actually at the beginning, I'm speaking to the president at that point. You know, I don't know if he's heard or not, but, but I give this as an encouragement be bold, be strong and of good courage. We are still on the winning side, no matter what. Amen. We are all the more on the winning side. Amen. And God will anoint us if we stay strong. So this is this. What I believe you're going to see is from Capitol Hill. Um, it was April, I think April 29th or something around there, uh, speaking to members of Congress and leaders. And here it is called "We Will Not Bow Down." Mr. President, with all respect that is due, what happens? if one assumes the presidency by placing his left hand on the word of God and then with his right hand enacts laws that war against the very same word of God on which he laid his hand.
Such an act invokes the judgment of the Almighty. When the leaders of ancient Israel turned away from God, when they abolished His precepts and broke His covenant, they did so in the shadow of Moses, whose voice cried out to them in warning. Mr. President, when you address the nation from this house, look up, look up above the senators and the representatives, above the Supreme Court justices and above the invited guests, and you'll see a face, the only full visage in that wall, looking back at you. It is the face of Moses. And if that face could speak, it would say this, no man can overrule the laws of God, no order can annul the order of God, and no judgment of man can stand against the judgments of God. Invoke not his judgment, but choose life. Lead in the way of repentance. Invoke the grace of God that he might have mercy on this land. We've come to a most critical moment. As Elijah stood on top of Mount Carmel and cried out to Israel in his hour of decision in between two altars and two gods, his voice now cries out to America and says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Seventy years ago, the chaplain of the United States Senate cried out with the same voice and said to this nation, if the Lord be God, then follow him. But if Baal, then follow him and go to hell. Tonight, America stands at the crossroads. And as Elijah came to the summit of Mount Carmel to make a declaration, we've come this night to Capitol Hill to declare that our God is not Baal, our God is not Moloch, our God is not government, our God is not money, our God is not power, not pleasure, our God is not political correctness or any other man-made thing. We've come to this hill to declare that there is only one God and he is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He's the God of Israel and of all nations. He alone is the rock upon which this nation has come into existence. And from this high place, we make this declaration. We will not bow down our knees to Baal. We will not bow down our knees to political correctness. We will not bow down our knees to a morality that as, is as shifting as sand in the wind. We will not bow down our knees to the laws and precepts of rebellion or the sacred cows of moral apostasy. We will not bow down our knees to the idols of man. We will not bow down to Baal. We will bow down our knees only to the Lord our God, come what may, and we will have no other gods before him. For some trust in chariots, some trust in princes, some trust in Supreme Courts, some trust in White Houses, some trust in governments, some trust in Wall Street, some trust in powers, and some trust in idols. But we will trust in the name of the Lord our God, in the name above all names, above all kings, above all powers. We will trust in the only name given by which we can be saved. We will trust in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the Judge of all judges, the Light of the world, the glory of Israel, the foundation stone upon which this nation came into existence, and the only answer, the only chance, and the only hope that America has that it might once again shine with the light of the fire of the presence of the glory of the living God and not go to hell. So help us God. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org slash notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.